What's up guys, before we get started, I want to mention today's sponsor, Bruges. We know dental hygiene is important, but it's always hard to find good quality toothbrushes these days, which is why you should consider an electric toothbrush like Bruges. With power sonic technology and ultra gentle bristles, the Bruges redefines what it means to have super clean teeth by leaving that fresh clean feeling after your trip to the dentist, except it's every single day. Right now, you can get 15% off your total purchase by using the code POD15. That's code POD15 for 15% off your total purchase. Click the link down below to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine today. Hello, geeks of the world, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Matt. And I am the podcast wolf. Giving you all the best geek-related content you could ask for. And judging by that last voice, yes, this is the first guest episode of Season 3. Oh, true. I didn't even realize that. So please kindly introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, my name is Paul. I am known as the Podcast Wolf. I will be starting my own um, podcast in a couple of days. So ah. I can't wait to introduce everyone and have everyone else as a guest star as well here. Awesome. Thanks for being part of the podcast, Paul. Thanks for having me. And this week was a very special week for us gamers, because you know, it's June as of the Mickens episode, which means it's E3 time. Woo! And wow, E3 was something this year. It's a good word to describe it, yeah. I mean, in, in a literal sense, it, it was something this year, because it was literally nothing last year, with it getting cancelled. So, kind of cool, this is the first E3 of the, of the Geeks Crossing podcast, you know? Where everyone is coming out, and I saw a lot of like some presentations with people actually on the stage without a mask on. So it was, it's a, it's a sight to behold. Yeah, this was a kind of more of a traditional E3, you know, which is kind of crazy. So I think we can all agree that out of all the companies that won E3, it has to be Nintendo. I have to agree there. I mean, Nintendo showed a lot compared to what the other um, companies have presented. I was a little bit disappointed with Capcom because I always saw like what what four or five games they showed and then the rest was just gameplay yeah i'll be honest i only watched microsoft and nintendo this year but so by that logic i I would say nintendo probably won but i'm sure we'll get into all the good stuff that happened at the i guess all the reveals and all the updates that we got but yeah so i agree with that eric other than (laughs) the halo reveal nothing else really interesting for microsoft yeah, like this is the first E3 we had. For, I mean, we'll go into this more uh, for our next episode, but I was expecting a little more Bethesda stuff from them since this was their first year owning Bethesda. But, you know, tr- fairly traditional stuff. I'm not really big with Halo. Like, I played it using the Game Pass, and I'm not really good at it, even though it's not involved with Nintendo whatsoever. But I'm, I'm excited to see Halo actually adding some more content. I'm not good at Halo either, but hey, I'm open to more games. We should probably get into the Nintendo discussion, because I know there's a lot we can discuss. Oh, there's oh, a lot. Yeah. So, why don't we get the obvious elephant in the room. The next DLC character for Smash Wave 2 has been revealed. And go figure, it's yet another character I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I wasn't big with it either. Like, I heard of Hayachi, like, many times, but I wasn't really big with Tekken. The only character I know about from Tekken was some blonde girl. I don't remember her name, per se. She looked like a... She wears a white, like, dress type. It's really hard to explain. I'll probably remember the name as soon as I see her. Like, I'm surprised that they didn't go with Hayachi. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, because Hayachi was one of those names that even before Smash came out, even when we were still waiting to hear about, like, fighters that were in the vanilla game, like Incineroar and and Ryu, uh, not Ryu, uh, excuse me, Ken, people were speculating, I remember, about Hayachi getting in. And to this day, 
Well, not anymore. It's very interesting. I, I'm not sure how I feel about this, but with the late the latest few uh, reveals, Nintendo's really seem to try to subvert the expectations. Like, oh, you thought you were getting Spring Man? Nope, you're getting the the, the Noodle Girl, May May. Oh, you thought you were getting uh, what's his face from Xenoblade? Nah, you're getting his best friend. Oh, what's that? You thought you were getting Hayachi? No, 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 no. We're not doing Hayachi. We're doing that other Tekken guy. It's like I don't know. Like it's not. It's kind of crazy because we're not even really getting the main characters anymore from these franchises. We're just kind of getting like, oh, gotcha. It's like somebody else from that video game that you wanted. It's like kind of interesting. I mean, it would have made more sense for this Tekken character to be revealed at the Capcom Direct because that would have been more hype for Capcom. Mm. But other than that, I feel like it was good for Nintendo to open up with that because that was bothering so many people because I actually thought we were getting a double reveal, like ending the whole pass right here and now. I but, Yeah, I definitely had my speculations that that was going to happen. I thought it was going to be similar to giving Hero as the man and then we get the big juice into Banjo and Kazooie later on. That's what I was waiting for. It was like, give me Sora, give me Rillaboom, give me Waddle Dee, somebody. <laughs> At least give us Crash, because Crash's um, Twitter has definitely been, like, pushing a lot of things coming up for Crash. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. When I first saw the character, I was like, who the hell is this Ryu slash Ken slash Terry wannabe guy? It's funny. The the the, uh, the direct opened, and you see the, the shot of Ganon getting carried, and my thought went to, <laughs> oh, cool, we're getting uh, Breath of the Wild 2 stuff early. I guess Wasn't that's how he... we're starting out. <laughs> what? He dead though, because I'm like, why? Why are we looking at a dead Ganon like being tossed over the lava? And then you see Captain Falcon dying, and then you get yep. in with the joke where they're like hanging for bare life, just hanging there, and then it just kicks her off. <laughs> and then you try killing Kirby at the end, but it's like, oh, nah, you can't kill the Messiah. You cannot kill the creator's creation. He <laughs> always finds a way to make it overpowered and just completely like trump card. The yeah. whole thing. The reason I call Kirby the Messiah is because he's the only one that survived in the world of light. <laughs> the only win in the end of the trailer for anyone's death was Mario, because Mario got died plenty of times. He got killed by Ridley. He almost got killed by Sephiroth. I know there's at least one more. I'm just Steve. drawing a blank. Oh, Steve. yeah. Yeah, he got killed by Steve. Thanks, Paul. No problem. So, yeah, I'm happy that we got another Smash character reveal. I'm just a little disappointed that's once again a character I'm not familiar with. But, hey. Second fans will definitely get a kick out of this. No pun intended. The yeah. good news hmm. is that we're going to know more about like what the Mii Fighter costume is. We may even get information on the new set of Amiibos for the Fighter Pass 2, like Min Min and maybe Steve first on the 28th of next week. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, wow. We're, and and, and we're, we really are almost at the end of this. It's kind of crazy. I just hope that this last slot is not like a bylift situation or people are going to go ballistic. <laughs> Yeah. The fans go ballistic anyway. Right now, the hopes is now on to Crash or someone really, really highly requested. And right now, I feel like Crash is kind of hitting the margin here. I still yeah. have a little bit of hope for Sora, but I'd be happy with Crash either way. That talk we had back in class about you wanting Sora so badly, and I say... I have a feeling that if any square character is going to get a chance, it's going to probably separate off. And oh my gosh, it ended up happening. <laughs> you know, I completely forgot about that, Paul. That was funny. I'm just sitting there going, are you sure? Because I feel like it's going to be hard to get a yes to put Sora in. But they may say, but you can have Sephiroth instead. And they're like, deal, I'll take it. That's true. I don't know what Sora's chances are anymore now that Sephiroth is in. Now that Square got their other rep. Hey, a man can still dream, can he? 
Of oh yeah, of course, of course. I still think it's possible, but right now with the whole Capcom thing, people kept thinking it was Chun Li, and then we just got a tech character. So I think Capcom is done here. Lloyd yeah. is done, and Chun Li is definitely done. Mm. Putting Smash behind. Should we move on with Zelda Two? Because Matt brought that up earlier. Yeah, let's let's go right into that. That was like the last thing they showed us. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna say opening up. A lot of people for the last probably since January, since the start of the year have been saying, oh, we're definitely getting a, a, a Zelda Direct, just like we had for Mario's 35th anniversary. We're going to get a Zelda's 35th anniversary Direct. Totally going to happen. I think at this point, it's 100% not going to happen. Because what else? They're, 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 they showed the Skyward Sword remake. They showed the Breath of the Wild sequel. And they said, oh, for the 35th anniversary, we're going to release a Zelda Game & Watch. Like, what they're, they're not going to do a direct anymore, which I'm sure Zelda fans are kind of annoyed by that because, you know, they devoted like two directs to Mario. But um, Zelda is clearly not going to get that treatment. But, you know, got a nice little segment at E3. So that was pretty cool for Zelda. Yeah, they revealed so much. So what's the point of having a direct? I have to agree. Like, I was disappointed when they showed Skyward Sword remake for the Switch. I was like, so you're making me pay $60 for a game that I can get for like maybe $20 on a Wii or Wii U. <laughs> yeah um no and then they're like but you can get this giant ass zelda amiibo for like 20 dollars i'm like no but i'm not gonna lie to you that game and watch system that they came out with that does look pretty cool it does it really does it does look pretty cool i like it i haven't seen a game and watch at all and if i ever see one in person i'm definitely taking a picture of it and this is coming from a guy who doesn't really play all that much zelda i mean i'm kind of mixed with the series i like it but i'm not like a huge fan of it I have to agree, too. Like, the closest I ever had to playing a Zelda game, which was disappointing, was when my mother bought me the Legend of Zelda Orcarina of Time for the N64 she bought on eBay. But she didn't know that it was, the chip inside was broken. So when oh, went, no. It didn't turn on, and I got really disappointed. And that's probably the reason why I never touched a Zelda game. But I may give it Rip. another shot. I may give Rip. it a chance. Just not now. I've only played Twilight Princess and a little bit of Ocarina of Time for the 3DS. But other than that... I don't know, I just never got really into Zelda that much. But from what I heard, because I know my brother's a huge Zelda fan, the story can get a bit convoluted because like each game is like its own universe or something. Yeah, leave the convoluted nature to Kingdom Hearts. I don't want to get bombarded with all these convoluted plot points from different franchises. Yeah, I, I was never big into Zelda either. I Honestly, I think the only game in the franchise I played was like the very first one. I don't know how I got my hands on that. Maybe some ROM or, or something, but like I played a little bit through that. I did through the arcade <laughs> section in Brawl. You know, Smash maybe, Brawl. maybe. Yeah, I don't I don't remember ever getting particularly far in that even. But yeah, I mean, you can't go far anyway, because literally it's just a minute of gameplay. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> i feel like i've played more than that the closest i ever played legend of zelda i guess is probably when you played the world of light and you're in hyrule that's the only closest i played the legend of zelda <laughs> since we talked about zelda we might as well talk about their mascot mario i am disappointed to be completely honest with mario i mean okay mario and rabbits all right that's cool um we got those mario party stages that's pretty cool i'm just really like at the edge of my seat like yo where are we with a new 3d mario game like platforming wise because the last one was 2017 and i know it's not coming out next year because freaking everything is coming out next year so they're not going to squeeze mario into that 
I'll talk about that a little bit later, but oy, I want my 3D Mario platformer. <laughs> That's like my favorite franchise, I think, in Nintendo. I mean, there's one decent thing that I liked about from Mario, and that's probably they actually made a decent version of the Mario Party game because Super Mario Party was, it wasn't the best for me, but the newer one I kind of like because it mixes up the old and new game from the previous games. I also saw a little bit of the Treehouse earlier before I came on here, and they brought back the Mario Party 4 game where there's this Bowser balloon and you have to hit the Switch colors. I love that minigame. It's all, like, random. I mean, if they play their cards right, this game might overshadow Super Mario Party as my favorite Mario Party game. And I do know that you, Eric, were talking about your favorite minigames from Mario Party on one of these podcasts, and I definitely know that Book Squirm was definitely one of those mini games you wanted back yeah i think it was like number 10 or something books were probably the most nostalgic one that i remember from mario party 4 and i go boom definitely so if they add those two into that switch mario party game i will definitely buy it because my friends are obsessed with mario party i'm very surprised we got a new mario party like literally even during it like it wasn't even until after that i realized wait it has a different title i thought it was just dlc <laughs> for super mario party like i was actually shocked but pretty cool. Yeah, I liked how they're adding... Uh, I like the new stages. They had, like, the space stage and the cake stage. Those are pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Then again, the GameCube had three Mario Party games, so it doesn't seem like it'd be a two-wild realm of possibilities to have multiple Mario Party games on the Switch. <laughs> and then for other Mario games, we also had the Mario Golf Super Rush that's coming out, and I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I don't see it as a buy for me. Like, don't yeah, get me wrong. I, I like playing golf when you're, like, playing with your friends, like, outside of the console, like, socializing. But I feel like they could have done better than having you, like, cheat your way by having you rush to the to the goal instead of just, like, basically like, turn base. Well, from what I understand, you can play both ways. But I, I, I do see what you mean, though. I'm cautiously optimistic. I remember being cautiously optimistic for Mario Tennis Aces, which is the last Mario Tennis uh, Mario Sport game. Excuse me. And I really wasn't a huge fan of it. So we'll see. I mean, I, I'm, I'll give it a shot. It looks like it might be kind of fun, but I'm not sure. It seems more like a rent for me. Like, I'm not one to spend $60 on a mediocre golf game, but I appreciate all the effort they're putting into it. So who knows? Maybe it'll cease to amaze me. I could agree with that, too. I mean, they did say they were going to add some free updates and new characters later on into the thing. But right now, I feel like the only character that makes it a buy for certain people is adding Pauline back into the fray. For me, yeah. though, it was King Babam. Yeah. I mean, prob probably for you, Matt, because I know he was one of your most wanted characters from Smash. Yes, I, I saw him. I was like, I knew they were going to utilize King Babam again. It's been too long. I was just off. It wasn't Smash. It was mario golf <laughs> but <laughs> close yeah. enough i mean yet again we did have the queen honeybee from mario galaxy like in mario kart that was probably the biggest like wtf type of character we have <laughs> from a mario kart game and it wasn't rob either which was great yeah but she was more of a recent character king Bob has been kind of relevant for the last two decades I definitely remember that with the Mario anniversary, the All-Stars thing going on with all three games like Galaxy, Sunshine, and 64, I could see why they decided to put King Bomb Bomb back into the um, the cast. Yeah, I know he was in uh, Super Mario Party as a stage hazard, but other than that, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Well, I haven't fully played Super Mario Party. That's why I'm telling you that I think the newer one's going to be better than the Super one. That one <laughs> feels really, like, bad. Like, I didn't like it. I like the character selections, but everything else was just awful. 
as for the new Mario and Rabbids games, I'm not going to lie to you. I looked at this and I was like, what's the freaking point? <laughs> I mean, I didn't even play the first game. So what makes you think I'm going to give a shit about the sequel? That's exactly where I'm at. <laughs> like, I played neither. Don't plan on playing the new one. I mean, I haven't played either of, like, the first one at all, but I heard it was really good, and that's why I got a second one. So I may just rent it, and if I like it, I may buy it, but I don't think it's really worth picking up right now. Mm. Maybe I'm saying all this because I personally don't like the rabbits, because they ruin Rayman's reputation by making them have their own spinoff or, like, their own main series. I'm like, why? <laughs> I agree. Like, I went to the Goodwill store the other day, and I found Rayman Raving Rabbids for, like, $2.99. And that's, like, a really, like, hard-find game, like, for around $15 to $10. You can get it for probably, or 20 at latest used or new in box. And I got it for $2.99 used, and it's like a Mario Party type of game. I'm like, uh, no. And then you find out these guys get their own Nickelodeon show. I'm like, why? They don't need all this publicity. They're annoying. (laughs) Bring back Rayman because Rayman has a lot more potential than these rabbits screaming and being obnoxious. That's a good point. Rayman's been dead for a while. Although I don't, I I, I do like to joke that I don't want him in Smash because it, it w- they wouldn't be able to make an amiibo out of him. <laughs> I just think that they just think Rayman isn't profitable next to Rabbids. And yeah. I, I disagree. I think Rayman makes more sense. Like I hear about it, then I don't see his game. And then when I saw them like porting new games or making new games with him and I see how it plays, I'm like, my gosh, what are they doing? Give Rayman a chance, or at least make Rayman the final Smash Bros. character reveal. This guy really needs to get back up there. He needs to get back up to his tops. Ubisoft, if you are listening to this, bring Rayman back. I will not mm. spend $60 on something <laughs> from like Mario makes with rabbits. Unless Rayman is added in there, then I would give it a chance. But right now, I think Rayman definitely needs to get back out there. Similar to how Spyro and Crash finally got back out there. And Crash is finally jumping back up into the up into the ranks. So I definitely think Rayman can be in the same boat here. Mm. I agree with you guys. Give Rayman another chance. I feel like he deserves him more than anybody. It's yeah. either that or make Rayman come back and give him Ray Romano's voice. So that way we have two Rays instead of one. <laughs> yeah. Rayman, the Ray Romano experience. <laughs> That's so awful, but yeah, again, it's it's pretty funny to think about. Okay, wait, I want to say, just kind of to pivot off of bringing back old franchises, we got the return of WarioWare, and we got the return of freaking Metroid at this Nintendo E3 presentation. I don't think we were expecting either of those. I definitely think WarioWare was definitely something that was much needed because WarioWare yeah. Gold definitely confirmed that Lulu, if that's her name from the previous game, is a main staple. It's the WarioWare cast now. I yeah. played WarioWare Squid Moves on the Wii, and it was one of the best Wii games I've ever played. And you might hear that in a future episode in Wink. <laughs> what I love about WarioWare is that I would buy this game thinking it wasn't worth anything. And then you have your friends come over and they play the game with you. And I remember playing WarioWare um, Smooth Moves on the Wii with my friend Alyssa and oh, Diana. And we would sit down there and take turns playing each level and see how far we went. And mostly we would fail at the boss level, the one where you have to fight the samurai or something like that. It was really, like, intense, and I like that it has a two-player feature now, so that way if I only have one of my friends come over, we can play it together. And you get to play as little micro-versions of what character you're playing as. I like it, too. People can finally play as Mona, 
they can play as Ashley. They can play as two B or ninefold. Yeah, it it looks very cool. I like that. I'm curious to see what the, the multiplayer featuring uh, capability is going to actually uh, give you. It looks really cool. I, I, I'm a fan, and I'm, I'm happy to just see WarioWare back after such a long time. Oh, no, that's definitely worth a pickup. I'm definitely pre-ordering this after this podcast is over. There's a lot of games I'm going to pre-order that Nintendo actually advertised. Even if it was small for a explanation, it was pretty self-explanatory. It's WarioWare, but you're able to play with your friends on the side or a family member when you're playing it. So I may yeah. definitely stream this game with a friend or maybe my girlfriend if she even wants to play the game or not. So <laughs> I definitely recommend for anyone who play, who hasn't played WarioWare, definitely pick it up. It is definitely a lot of fun with your friend. Speaking of friends, why are these people still associated with Wario? Clearly, he doesn't view them as friends, but everybody's all buddy-buddy with him to an extent. I feel like he's, like, almost their boss. Like, they have to be like, ah, oh, yeah, it's Wario, you know, inviting us to play mini games, whatever. And freaking Mona has a crush on him. I'm like, why? What do you see in him? <laughs> like, in WarioWare's Move Moves, I remember there was a cutscene with Mona as a cheerleader, and there was this jock that was sort of her age that had a crush on her, I was like, okay, this is more reasonable, not some big fat man with a mustache. Look, you gotta understand, Wario is just really smooth, very charming. <laughs> I mean, I did, <laughs> I mean, I did, I did play WarioWare Shake It, and he definitely got the princess and then just threw her out the window. <laughs> well, he didn't throw her out the window, he just threw her off the screen, which was funny. He's a total original. He doesn't, he doesn't care what anyone else thinks, and I think she's attracted to his free spirit. He can swallow his entire motorcycle without fucking up his digestive system. No, it, it even heals him. Not only does it not screw him up, he freaking benefits from that. Damn Sakurai, he probably knew that Wario gets healthier each time he fucking eats his motorcycle. I guarantee you, if you met someone in real life who could swallow their motorcycle whole, there would be girls all over him. Oh no, if I learned anything, girls like motorcycles. <laughs> they want the bad types. There's nothing yes. more about where I can say. I'd just say it's definitely worth a pickup. So anyone who's like very like keen on, I don't know if I want to buy this, definitely pick up like WarioWare Smooth Moves if you have a Wii or Wii U. And trust me, try it out. You're going to love it. And it's definitely worth picking up. I haven't gotten WarioWare Gold, but I heard good things about it. So I may try that up before I get the new one. Now, what did you guys think about the new Metroid? How, how Metroid's back now? Okay. I know that's one that people like to like kind of freak out about sometimes. Okay, this one is pretty big for me. Like, this is the one that I definitely guess was going to show up at the presentation. One of my friends made this big, like, video saying, Donkey Kong's going to be shown. And I'm just like, okay, what is with this guy in Donkey Kong? Like, I'm just going to be fair here. I definitely think that it was going to be a Metroid because that one was talked about, like, two years ago. People were really hyped up for it. And then all of a sudden... It just disappears in the next presentations and people got disappointed thinking that it got dropped. But I will be fair here. I definitely think the studio who definitely did Donkey Kong, the Metroid gameplay looks exactly like the Donkey Kong viewpoint. And I definitely like the way it looks. I never played Metroid before, but after seeing how this plays, I definitely want to pick up the older games. And mm. it's probably going to be like a lot of money out of my pocket just to play all these games going mm. up to the Wii U or we so yeah i definitely think metroid um the metroid game is definitely gonna be a good game you would think it's a horror game the way it sounds metroid red i'm like oh cool so is it like alien where i have to walk around a space station to find something and i'm getting haunted by something that looks like the alien it seems kind of like alien yeah <laughs> 
shoot the living daylights out of it and just kill it. I've only played Metroid Prime on my GameCube, and it was a fun game, just not one of my personal favorites. But I heard the 3DS game was pretty fun, but I never got a chance to play it. So who knows? Maybe this game will rekindle my respect towards Metroid. I was just surprised to even see it at all, because I, I always thought of Metroid as one of those kind of dormant joke franchises like like uh, Pikmin, where Nintendo's like, yeah, we're making a new game, and then you just never see any of it. I was pleasantly surprised to see that. Okay, let's be honest. The Dormant series that's a joke right now is Star Fox. Star Fox oh, yeah, and Star Fox is the other big one. Yep. It's said yep. enough that this was um, Iwata's last presentation at the E3 at the time. He showed them doing the Jim Henson puppet skit, and I thought that was amazing. That was brilliant, but the game was just really bad, and that was the last thing that Iwata knew before he passed away a, a month later, which was sad. Yeah. Every time I think of Star Fox Zero, I always think about that cringy animated short that they made. Mm. Like, I don't but, know what they were thinking. But yeah, Metroid, I definitely want to pick up the game series itself. I think it's a lot of fun. I definitely think that if I pick up from the start and go up, I'm going to understand the story and the plot a lot more. But I definitely want this game to be harder than the other games because the way it looks, it looks more like a hard version of Metroid. Mm. But you know Nintendo. They're going to probably try and maybe make it easy scale for people. Yeah. And that's not what I want. I want something more hardcore because if this is Metroid 5, like they keep saying, and it is, I want this to be really hard. I want this to be so good that people say they want more of it. Yeah. It has been a while since I played the Metroid games, so I don't remember if they were exactly easy or hard, but I assume that they were difficult games, but hey, I'm always up for a challenge. And the engine in the beginning where you see him, like, see Sam is jumping and, like, scaling the walls, reminds me of Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, where you see Donkey Kong moving from the screen to screen, so... I definitely know that this is probably the same studio that did Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Hmm. And that's so, probably the reason why this Donkey Kong game that people that this person keeps making is happening isn't happening because right now they're focused on getting Metroid to be really good. So if Metroid gets really good, we'll definitely see another Donkey Kong game in maybe a year or two later. But right now, Metroid is probably all the hype right now. And the fact it's coming this October, Eric, you have to admit, that's amazing. Yeah, I'll admit. The fact that it's coming out this soon. I'll give them credit. They're really pushing this game. First time Nintendo actually could carry a Direct without Pokemon being involved. I was very surprised. I thought we they would at least show a little bit of the games coming out later this year, but I was, I was very surprised that there was no Pokemon. I definitely think we're going to get a Pokemon present this week, or probably next week, because what happened last year when we had a little di digital Direct, we had a Pokemon announcement saying, we're going to have a presentation on a Thursday, that following Thursday or next week, and it happened. I was really expecting him to reveal more info on Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and maybe a little bit more on Legends Arceus, but yeah, that definitely disappointed me. But hey, this does open up the possibility of seeing a Pokemon Direct, like you guys said. I think mm -hmm. a Pokemon Percent is definitely going to happen this month. It's either going to be this week, or it's going to be next week. And right now, the latest could be next week, because Pokemon, at this point, is branching themselves to want to present on their own than Nintendo holding them. So, yeah. with the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, and seeing how huge it is with the whole card situation, and how the games are skyrocketing, the older ones, like Heart Gold, Soul Silver, going up in price. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got a legit Heart Gold copy from $20 and no one knew about it. Other than that, I definitely think we're getting a Pokemon present next week, at latest. Since we're on the topic of the Gen 4 remakes, I know all of us already expressed our opinions on how we feel about them, 
So what do you think about the designs? Ideally, the chibi designs. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what they were going for for that. It looks like a turnoff. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of it, uh, like, at all. <laughs> I feel like every generation of remakes... I mean, it's different circumstances. I will... I mean, I can grant them that because they're not just doing one set of remakes. They're doing remakes and almost, like, alternate universe or slash, like, the past history, whatever, which that one is getting the kind of uh, Gen 8 look. But I don't know. Like, the battles look okay. I mean, the battles, they look like up-to-date Gen 4 battles. But when you're in the overworld and you're just a freaking chibi, I think that's so dumb, <laughs> personally. The one thing that would probably <laughs> save everything, Matt and Eric, would have to be Mega Evolution. Oh. That's probably going to save this game. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I hope. I don't want to hear Gigantamax being found in the Sinnoh region. That's that's stupid. Just bring back Mega Evolutions. That is the most popular thing they ever brought. I mean, like, they already established a lore that's saying that Dynamax and Gigantamax only occurs in the Galar region. Let's just hope that they stay true to what they established. They could pull something like they did with Gen 3 remakes, where it's like, oh, Mega Evolution can now be found in the Hoenn region, even though in this alternate universe where you're going to send that asteroid, it can. I mean, like, they, just do something stupid like that. I mean, this is how I'm looking at it. Think about it. We had the first generation stars game Megas. Then we have the third. So it wouldn't make it wouldn't be fair for generation two and four to be left out. So I have a feeling generation four will definitely get the mega thing. And then if we get a let's go game later down the line for Joe, though, then we may get the Joe, though, final evolutions game. They're megas. Right now, Mega Evolution is the only thing that will save Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl right now. That's definite in my book. Only Done. time will tell. Yeah, yeah. What we need is the Battle Frontier coming back. The Frontier Brains were amazing for Platinum. We need the Mega Evolutions back. And we definitely need more access to the Underground and how they're going to go about with that. Because the Underground was the best part of the game. But I also don't feel like having 32 friends just to find a Spirit Tomb. Oh, I didn't even bother trying to get Spirit Tomb in the original games. Yeah, no. Like, what I did was, one of my cousins had an action replay. I am not a big fan of hacking devices, but that was the only legit way at the time for me to get a Deoxys and a Spirit Tomb. And I just played around with it. I never, like, used it in online play or traded online because that's considered cheating. Don't don't ever cheat people. But um, I would definitely say that if you're just playing it for fun just because you want to say you had one, then that's awesome. But Oras fixed the Deoxys situation for me, which was amazing. You can get it whenever you play Oras now. And Spirit Tomb is easier because of Sword and Shield. So those are problems fixed in itself. So yeah, putting Pokemon aside, one franchise I'm surprised is game more recognition is Super Monkey Ball. Yes, I, I was very surprised to see that. I think that's definitely worth picking up considering it's a big bundle with a whole select of other games from previous series. I used to play the original Super Monkey Ball all the time on GameCube. So this definitely screams me because, you know, that was part of my childhood. Mm -hmm. I've Monkey, never played them. Monkey Ball is no. sort of hype for me, too, because I remember when my mom would, like, throw these little birthday parties, like, at little locations. They had these little machines, and Monkey Ball was one of them. And I remember not knowing how to play, so i make this poor innocent monkey fall off the screen, falling down into the sky. I'm like, oh, no, I killed the monkey. 
And then there's another one. There's like a baby monkey. And then there's the normal monkey that we see. And I'm like, oh, cool. There's more like versions of the monkeys. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it was definitely a fun thing to look at. But I definitely want to play it because I did buy a copy of Monkey Ball for the GameCube back in the Goodwill store a year ago. And I opened the box and found out the game was missing. So I don't really have oh. the experience like I used to. I hate when that happens. You spend so much money on a game but you don't have the actual game. They're just cheap enough to send you the box. No, oh. Eric, I actually think what happened is they leave it on the shelves. No one looks at it. People just walk up, open the case, take the game and leave. I only paid $5 for it, so it wasn't really as bad. Oh, but still. But I still got GoldenEye for $5. That was a pretty good grab there. I'm drawing a blank because there's not really that much Nintendo stuff that piqued my interest other than Mario, Zelda, Metroid, WarioWare, and even well, Super Monkey Ball. Granted, Super Monkey Ball is not really a Nintendo property. It's Sega, but you guys know what I mean. Yeah. There's also one, but everyone remembers Chun Spike Soft. Does anyone remember Danganronpa? Because I was really surprised to see that phone. Oh, game. my brother likes those games. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did see those. Me or even heard of those games. <laughs> me and my girlfriend actually played that game, and I'm gonna be fair. I haven't really finished V3, so I cannot play Danganronpa's S until I beat V3, or else I'm probably gonna spoil myself when playing the summer one. So I'm really happy to see Danganronpa finally getting representation and getting their own game exclusive to the Switch. But I don't know how big you are with Danganronpa, Matt and Eric, but I can definitely say that that one was really big hype. And I definitely know that definitely blew up the Danganronpa fandom. Hmm. I can see that. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. Overall, I thought E3's Nintendo's conference was decent. I mean, they had good reveals, but some of them were hit or miss for me. They're either games that I'm not familiar with, some games I'm actually looking forward to. It was overall a mixed bag for me. Not the worst, not the best, but average. I, I have to agree. I wasn't really interested in seeing, like, Fatal Frame, DLC for Doom Eternal, because I'm not really big with Doom. Tony Hawk 1 and 2 Remake wasn't really big for me. Rebellion then looks like fun to stream with friends, but not something I would buy. What was the other one? Advance War 1 and 2. I definitely liked that, because that was also similar to the people who did Fire Emblem, except it's with machines. And I may consider picking that up, but I'm not really big with that, so I don't know. And then Just Dance 2022, Um, that's just a big laugh. Right Bro, now. who even gives a shit about Just Dance? No one does. That's what I'm saying. That's not even worth it. See, I feel like Just Dance, I know people who like Just Dance, but... None of them are the kind of people who would watch a Nintendo Direct. So I, I feel like there's no overlap between the people who are excited for Just Dance and the people who'd be watching the announcement of Just Dance. <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're kind of more the casual people who are just like, ah, you know, Just Dance is fun. They're not necessarily like geeking out over, oh my gosh, Monkey Ball Anniversary, Metroid. <laughs> I was a little bit more upset that they had a nerve after how many years did Dragon Ball Z Kakarot come out and then they decided, let's put it on the Switch. I'm like, um, why would I want to buy something on the Switch when you can get it for probably a little bit like $30 for the PS4? I was stunned that it wasn't already on the Switch, to be honest. But, you know, that's Bandai in a nutshell. They always wait a year or so after the game's revealed to port them on Nintendo consoles. Now cue the uh, Nintendo fans saying, Goku is now on a Nintendo console. He can get into Smash. Goku was on multiple Nintendo consoles. <laughs> there was one more game that really took my eye. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy was definitely very interesting. It looked similar to the Avengers. That game was a uh, kind of a hit or miss for me. 
I mean, I love it conceptually, but the gameplay could have used some work. I have to agree there. Even though I think I may pick it up, I want to see how good it is on release day before I decide to throw some money on there. I know, Matt, you said that Guardians is your favorite Marvel property, so what's your opinion on it? I'll be honest, when it first got announced, I was like, eh, then I watched a trailer of it when I got home from work, like the, like the full thing, and I was like, okay, that kind of looks cool. I'll, I'll admit that. So I'll see. I mean, maybe I'll think about getting it. But, you know, looks pretty cool, pretty, pretty solid game. So I, I, I'll be tempted to check it out. We'll, we'll see where we're at because I do love the Guardians, yeah. Do we have any closing thoughts? Um, I'm just going to say, um, I feel like Nintendo definitely pulled a lot more out of their um, out of their lineup, and they definitely obliterated the other competition. Yeah, I was going to say, going into our talk, I was like kind of bummed. I was like, you know what? Nintendo's got so much stuff that they're pumping out in 2022. Legends of Arceus, Splatoon 3, Breath of the Wild 2. Like, literally, what are we getting this year? Are they just taking another year off? But thinking about it, you know, we're getting a new Metroid, we're getting a new WarioWare, we're getting some cool games i i think you know it won't be as big a year like i'm expecting 2022 to be a massive year for nintendo uh just with all the stuff i just said like those are all three very big heavy hitting franchises that are getting totally new games but this year you know i think it's gonna be okay i think this was a pretty solid e3 and i think they showed off a lot of pretty cool content so you know what i'm 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 satisfied i couldn't agree more with that whole entire thing couldn't say it better myself and oh. thank you, Paul, for <laughs> mm-hmm. joining us on this podcast. It was a lot of fun, and we look forward to hearing your podcast in the future. Sounds good. Hope to come back here in the future. But what about all you people who are listening right now? What game are you mostly excited for? You can share them in our Discord server. A link will be provided as always. Same goes for our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all available platforms, such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.